Welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, where we have conversations and give insight into human behavior and promote mental health wellness. I'm Dr. Kyle Osborne, and with my co-host, Dr. Jason Coleman, we'll discuss health topics, everyday life issues, and try to give you a better understanding of yourself, other people, and the world around you. So just sit back, relax, and hopefully you'll leave with some information that'll have you live in your best healthy life. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. And welcome to the Black Psychologist Podcast, presented by the Black Psychologist Network, the Let's Get Some Perspective edition, where we react and analyze vids that are making their way across the news and social media cycle. I am one half of your humble and gracious host, Dr. Kyle Osborne. He is I and I am him. And of course, you all know I'm not here by myself. I'm never here by myself. I'm here with the one and only, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. My guy, my friend, my brethren, Dr. Jason Coleman. What's going on, good brother? What's going on on your side, bro? I'm I'm good over here, man. Can't complain. You know, just want to thank everybody that's been hanging with us, man. What's what's up with you? Listen, man, I got news that my quarterback's gonna be out for the year. So young, young AR is out for the year, bro. Because they like oh, yeah, surgery, yeah, surgery, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rough. Well, I mean, we, listen, we knew that was gonna happen. I mean, they running them into the ground, running them like he a running back, bro. You would have thought he was yeah. like he looked like Earl Campbell afterwards. I mean, listen, man. Like, I mean, we, hopefully the kid has a speedy recovery, but um, we knew that was going to happen, bro. Uh, it's definitely time to tank. We got to tank so we can go get Marvin Harrison Jr. So let's, let's just start from scratch. <laughs> that, that's what's up, man. Because because you still got the running back, right? Yeah, we still got the running back, but we got Minshew Magic and we got Jonathan Taylor back. Nah, tank the rest of the season. We'll be fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's let's the way to do it, man. No expectations. Get him. Moving right along. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of which, brother, everything good with you? Yeah, man. uh, Can't complain. You know, another productive week. You know, a couple days in court. You know, but uh, we're done now, so I'm good. Tell you what. I'll tell you what and who is not productive. These school districts down there in Texas, brother, they are acting cool down here. Make sure... You got to put them out there and discuss this because this has been uh, making its rounds. All right. This is the hairstyle that has Daryl George, a junior at Barbers Hill High School in Mont Bellevue, in trouble. It is a part of who we are. He's been in in-school suspension since August 31st. That's the same week Texas outlawed racial discrimination based on hairstyles. I had a meeting with the principal and assistant principal, and they said that it's because um, the Crown Act doesn't cover the length of his hair. According to the dress code posted to BHISD's website, the policies were established to teach grooming and hygiene, instill discipline, and ensure students are dressed in a manner that is clean and neat. For male students, that means their hair cannot extend below their eyebrows or earlobes, not even if the hair is gathered or pulled back. I want them to change their policies. I want them to stop being discriminated, discriminatory against black and brown kids. Not just mine, but any other black and brown kid. Darisha George says her son has not worn his hair down since school started in mid-August. I'm trying to figure out how he's getting 
violated when y'all never seen his hair let down? How do y'all know it's below his eyebrow? This is her son's first year at the school. The family just moved to the area, and the hair problems are not just causing them headaches. It's impacting Daryl's entire high school experience. His grades are, are failing. Like, they're going down drastically. He's not getting a proper education. He's not getting the proper instructions. I'd like to go back to class and do what I do, what I do, do what I need to do to get my education. Thanks for watching. Stay updated. All right, Jay. Let's let's get some perspective. All right. What, what do you what do you make out of this, brother? Well, since you know, I am one of the people that this might directly affect. Right. If I was in one of these states, obviously, um, we covered this before in terms of the Crown Act. So obviously, this is something that I would take personal. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's ridiculous, right? I'm glad they read the rules. Right, because I, I wrote something down when they were talking. They want to teach the kids grooming and hygiene and clean, and, and they want their hairstyles to appear clean and neat. That's exactly how his hair looks, right? He looked like he was fresh out of the out of the loctician or hair salon, right? Creased, creased, everything, and it wasn't even below, you know, his shoulders. So, um, again. It definitely appears to be discriminatory, right? And then when you look at the definition of the Crown Act, you know, the whole purpose of it is to prevent discriminatory practices, right? And prevent like loss of access to, to school for students. And that's exactly what's happening to him, right? So <clears throat> I would be surprised um, unless there's some loopholes in terms of like it being a private district and them having the right to do all kinds of shit that we, you know, we, is in the legal, you know, in the paperwork. I would think that this is something that's going to gain traction, right? Because mom seems like she's very, you know, adamant about her son's rights, right? She appears to be a good advocate, you know, um, and she knows the facts, right? So that doesn't seem like appear to be a woman that's going to give up. And he's out of school. He's losing, you know, his opportunity for his education. I think he was a freshman, right? It was his first time in this school. Yeah, the first year at that school. Right. So either way, um, you know, he's missing out on valuable experiences. So it doesn't seem like his mother, it doesn't seem like the type of person where she's going to let that go. So The loophole that they were trying to uh, utilize to try to, you know, supersede the was that they were trying to say um, the length. And that's when she said, well, his hair has been, you know, folded up it's been pent up so you wouldn't be able to tell or or you couldn't say that it was down a certain certain past a certain length and right. so that's what they've been trying to say but i mean let's call this what this is right this is a school district that is trying to defy state law simple as that because the bill was passed it's a state law it's, this is what this 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 particular school and school district had issues beforehand Right. Like they this is not the first time right. they did this. They did it um, a year or so ago with another young man. Same situation. So they have a history of doing this. And what they're trying to do is utilize that um, that loophole, which is which doesn't fit the criteria of what they're trying to do um, to try to undermine and affect this kid. Right. The bill was made in the spirit of this particular school because they did it before. So this is the issue. 
right? They're continuing to do this. And the only way that this is going to be resolved is that this gets, it gets increased and it gets elevated to the next level, right? Like it has to get to the point where this law is being enforced and that this school and the school district is being held responsible. Simple as that. Like the fact that they're keeping him in suspension and I, I think it's like an in-house suspension, like each day, but either way, suspension is suspension. Right. And the question is, is that this is going on his, his record. This is going on his academic, each suspension. And this is what it's looking like on paper. So for him to go later on um, to try to apply to whatever school, college or whatever the case may be. Now he looks like this is a disciplinary action, right? Now right. this is looking like he has all different types of, issues and behavior thing like you we know how this is gonna go right yeah, and that's, i don't even think of the future implications no right yeah like this is what is affecting him not only right now he's not getting his education like you mentioned but what how he's gonna look on his record what college is gonna say oh we see all of these suspensions oh this is a problem chart right this is where the labeling comes from right this is and this is what they want the fact that it's gonna be hey you have your hair like this this is what's going to happen. We're going to get put this impose this punishment on you until you comply. No. Well, listen in the age of listen in the age of social media, his mother's advocating. You know, the news has obviously picked this up. Hopefully, it goes viral. We hope that the outcome could be the opposite, right? We hope that possibly the outcome could be him possibly getting ready to write his college essays and having a testimony. Right. About how he overcame this and how he had to advocate for himself and how representation and diversity is important and advocating for yourself and, you know, standing up to whoever. Hopefully it could end that way, too. You know, um, you would want other people to get involved. You know, obviously, you know, we thought this is important. That's why we're talking about it. You know, um, obviously, we probably hopefully we're not the only people that's talking about it. Um and that's how you get things done nowadays, right? Because unfortunately, you know, in these, you know, this day and age, I think people's perception, right, of guilt and whether they have quote unquote blood on their hands for certain things is even more important than whether than them proving whether or not they did or did not do something, right? Um, it's even more important than innocence of guilt to some people and especially corporations, because they're worried about their image. So you know, it might end up the other way, but I definitely understand what you're saying. Look, I get it. Like, I, I get it as a school or school district. I get that you don't, you know, you don't have to like the law, but you do have to abide by it. And this is where it comes in a case where it needs to get elevated to um, whatever the civil rights or the AG or whoever the case is. And like this, a law is being violated. A bill is not being followed, however you want to frame it. And so whether the area doesn't agree with it, now nah, you still got to follow the statutes of the law. So um, I hope this gains as much attention as possible. I hope representatives from each and every district and areas and the state get involved because at the end of the day, this, this young man is being affected, right? All he wants to do is go to school. That's it. And you shouldn't be penalized. It shouldn't be a situation where you have to decide between your hairstyle and going to school. Simple as that. So, yeah. and at the end of the day, I mean, listen, we're talking about kids, you know, so it's bad enough that adults kind of have to fight this battle in the corporate America or in the workplace in general. 
um, on a lot of different fronts, right? In terms of somebody else's perception of what is neat and what is professional, right? We've been having this conversation for 30 years, right? Well, really before that, right? Because you can go back to the 60s and the 70s, you know, when my parents was trying to wear afros, you know, to work in different places and, you know, people were telling them that it was going to limit their opportunities, right? Um, obviously, it wasn't true, <laughs> um, but, you know, we've had a, a acceptable cultural image forced on us before, right? And this is just kind of another example of people that don't look like us trying to shape that, right? <clears throat> so. All right, so Jay, uh, a little while ago, last episode, we talked about the uh, dating going wrong in, in, uh, in restaurants, all right? So now we got some more bad behavior that's been going on in restaurants, unfortunately. It doesn't stop. Welcome back, everyone. A Bay Area restaurant is charging customers who drink a little too much and leave a mess behind. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. You know, you eat something, it comes back up. All right. So SF Gate is reporting Kitchen Story in Oakland posted a sign in its bathroom and it tells mimosa lovers to please drink responsibly and to know your limits and that a $50 cleaning fee will automatically be included in your tab if you throw up in the public areas. Sign went up about two years ago during the pandemic. The owner says the problem has gotten better since now customers know they are going to have to pay up if they throw up. All right, you hear that, Jay? That means <laughs> bottomless mimosas, brother, you're going to have to learn how to control yourself. All yeah. right. So, so here's the thing. I feel believe, and I know in our line of work, we're not supposed to judge. But, however, if you are going to brunch and you are getting blitzed off of mimosas, mm-hmm. That's indicative of a larger problem. You should not be going to brunch and getting trashed to the point where you're vomiting either in the the dining area or in the bathroom or anywhere else, and you're vomiting, right? That that shouldn't be a thing at all. I don't care where you're at or whatever the case is, that shouldn't be a thing of you getting drunk off of mimosas. Now, again, mimosa is an alcoholic beverage. I get all the cases, but and everybody's different in regards to your intolerance and so on and so forth. But you're going to brunch. Mm-hmm. You should crash that brunch. Are you, oh, so you're saying it's just too early. It's a, it's a bigger issue. Brunch. You, we, we've all been to brunch, right? Like, mm-hmm. going there with I, you. To get I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? The idea I mean, at, at brunch is, you know, providing a mimosa if you want, as I don't want to use that term, but as a little like starter, you know, but it's not, but you're not supposed, you're not supposed to kind of. Conversational drink, right? Like yeah. this, So the fact that a restaurant has to go to these particular limbs to say, hey, you know what? This has been coming an, an overwhelming problem where now we have to incorporate a fine, right? Or a fee. Because it's happening that frequently. So now we have to tack on $50 on to your bill because of, and I get it, like as you're a, as you're a server or you work in a kitchen or a busboy or whatever the case is, right? Like you shouldn't have to worry about bringing a hazmat or having PPE 
because <laughs> vomiting in in the dining area or or in the hallway or in the back, right? Like that shouldn't be a part of like your um, your job description, part of your responsibilities that you have to worry about. Oh yeah, make sure you wear your gloves and you have your apron, you have your mask, and your N95 on. Listen, there's a bunch of different, you know, perspectives, right? Like, number one, drunk people change the atmosphere and the environment, whether it be a restaurant anywhere else, right? So usually, even if you have brunch going on and they have mimosas, you know, that's not, that's particularly not a time where there's like a lot of families around different things, right? So behavior is important, right? Drunk people who are intoxicated are usually louder. They're sometimes belligerent. They usually linger longer, right? So that's why they don't serve alcohol in IHOP, right? It's kind of the two crowds don't always mix, right? Um, but it's, you know, I I agree with it totally, right? $50 added on to your bill. Why? Because listen, if you throw up in the middle of a restaurant because you had too much to drink, whether it's brunch, happy hour, or any time, they should give you a fee automatically and the bus boy and the waitress should split that fee and take it home because they got to clean up your throw up. Yeah. Like, yo, there's no, like, listen, if you can't hold your liquor, that's your problem. You know what I mean? So, and the people, and come on, man, anybody who's had somebody throw up in their car, anybody who's had like a spouse, girlfriend throw up when they, you know, or had a little kid throw up on you, like that's just it's disgusting. Like it smells disgusting. It's one of these these things that stays with you, can stay in your car, can stay in your in your clothes, right? So and people don't necessarily know when they're gonna throw up. So who knows if they throw up when the waitress is standing there, when they're not, you know, you know, who knows? So um again, I have no problem with it. It's not an excessive amount of money, um, especially for that. I also think that it should be a mandatory timeout period. You should, you should have to go sit in timeout room or timeout chair. Um, you know, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, again, you know, or you know, this is a little extreme, but you know, I'm not gonna say. I, I feel like saying the person should clean up himself, but you know, um, that some people might say that's a little extreme, or a drunk person might not even be able to do that. But in any way, you should pay the fifty dollars and you should get out. It's overcorrecting, as we call it in our business. You know that, right? So, listen, now, I'm not opposed to that. Now, I don't know the quality of that person. If they're already trash, how they're going to be cleaning stuff up. I don't know how well that's going to go. You know what I mean? But here's another thing, right? Because you mentioned in the car. Because, you know, Uber and Lyft have fees if you vomit. If you're someone, you you vomit somebody's somebody's vehicle, they got to clean that up. So yeah, no, you're gonna get tech. I think it's like a hundred dollars for for them in Uber. Okay. So I mean, um, I, I I I agree. You know what I mean? Like certain things, certain things. I think we, you know, I have no problem with you sending somebody an invoice for. Now, you know what I mean? right? Because there, there is some some culpability and responsibility on both sides. Now, again, I'm not a big brunch person. I enjoy going periodically. You know, at the same time, these places that have these bottomless mimosas, how about we limit the mimosas that are being distributed to people, right? Like when you have bottomless, mimosas, I don't know. I think there's like a time limit with certain places, right? I think it's like an hour. So you, 
you have to think of if somebody if you're saying bottleless mimosas and you have like an hour, what's that person gonna order or could just continue to order? Mimosas, right? <laughs> you're just gonna right. continue to order as many as possible within that short time frame. And you know and I know the key ingredient to getting intoxicated is drinking or ingesting as much as possible within a short period of time. Right. So if you got somebody, no matter who the person is, at some point in time, they're ordering just constantly, they're just downing them and downing them. Yeah, the more likelihood that there's going to be an issue. So I absolutely believe there's two parts of it. Yeah, you shouldn't be going to brunch with the intention of getting blitzed. I stand by that. At the same time, the restaurant don't give them the ability to get blitzed, right? It's like, well, okay, because you know what happens with mimosas, and I get it, it's, it's different prices depending on the places. But if them things are $9, $15, $20 a pop, yeah, you're not going to have somebody that's just continuing to order them, right? That discourages that depending on the price. So yeah, but the bottomless mimosas thing is like, oh, they're just going to go ham on it because it's all just that one price. Right. So, and even if it's not bottomless, you know, we've all seen the advertisements where it's $5 mimosas on Sundays for the brunch, right? Now, this is a long time ago. I'm dating myself because I was in definitely in college, right? Um, when I When I would go to, we had, we just, had this conversation on the other show about chain restaurants, right? But when I used to go to Applebee's, right? This is a long time ago. They used to have dollar margaritas, right? Dollar, bro. Can you imagine how many margaritas I had when it was a dollar? It's like, yo, when you when you go anywhere, now they weren't, they weren't good. They were watered down, but they had liquor in them, right? So enough of them. Listen, it's enough to the point where you you can invite your boy. Be like, yo, I got you, yo. Come on. We drink a margarita, right? As long as you get a margarita, you're good. <laughs> <My name. laughs> you know? As long as you got margarita, man, we good. Oh, I got you. 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Whatever. But so my point is, those things kind of, is they don't equate in terms of like, the culpability with the restaurant and them trying to limit how much alcohol you consume. And their bottom line being, yo, let's put asses in seats, you know, and sell as many, you know, pancakes as we can, you know, or whatever, chicken wings, whatever, the burgers, whatever the case may be. Right. So, um, listen, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to play one. But I'm sure that obviously you're not supposed to serve a drunk person, you know, an into- a clearly intoxicated person. Right. But. The fact that the model remains that we have like restaurants with bars inside them, you know what I mean? The Friday's model, the TJ, you know, whatever. And and you and I both know that we see people that have been at that will go there, sit at the bar, watch a whole game, be faded, and, and nobody knows how they get home, right? Right. So there's clearly they clearly have my whole point is that there's, they clearly have some degree of protection. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? But this is the model. You understand the point I'm making, right? This is the model everywhere. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Um, and there's no like, yo, everywhere in our society, wherever we're at, like you go to bars, clubs, like there's nobody standing by the door to, to say that, yo, if you're intoxicated, like go over there or hmm? that's what you need security for. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, but we have none of those, none of those things in place. So, um, you know, people are getting intoxicated every day, you know, hit, hitting people on the road, driving, they're coming from somewhere. 
They're not all coming from somebody else's house, right? So my point is, you know, these kind of things, you know, sometimes these things don't don't really equate in terms of, yeah, like we hold people responsible for driving drunk because that's a decision that they made, you know, but we'll allow them to drive to a place where we know they have to drive home, (laughs) right? Um, And then we'll serve them alcohol to the point where there's no minimum number of drinks, you have a person behind the bar who's not a trained medical professional that's supposed to decide when somebody's had too much. It's kind of a little crazy, you know, um, but it's America, you know. Definitely some uh, some factors for some restaurants to take into consideration. Uh, Jay, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, not much, man. Just some. Um, you know, again, enjoying definitely the new segment. We appreciate this response, the positive response and the support. Um, you know, please leave comments if you have, you know, if either if you like the video, you like the topic, you got a suggestion for new ones, or, you know, you got a comment, opinion on the topic. Um, we appreciate it. Um, thank everybody for liking the videos and definitely um, appreciate the new subscribers. Absolutely. All right, Jay. Uh, if not anything else. Wishing you good mental health, good brother. All right, bro. Have a good one, man. Later.